Hello friends, and welcome back to Mixology, the podcast where we discuss, discover and dissect mono and stereo differences on classic albums from the 60s. And today, we're taking a trip into 1967 with The Circle and their second LP, Neon. Now, The Circle are a group I have not covered on the show before, and I managed to pick up a lovely copy of this LP from the USA last year, and it's been on my to-do list for a little while now. And finally, I got around to doing a drop of it and comparing the mono and stereo mixes. And today, we're going to be working our way through the 11 tracks in this wonderful soft pop, but emphasis more on pop than soft, LP. Now, issued on Columbia, a label known very much for having very disparate mono and stereo mixing houses, if you like, there's plenty of very distinct mix differences here, though certainly there's a number of tracks that do have a very similar tone overall, which makes for a nice balance between the albums, so I think this is going to be an entertaining listen, whichever way you shake it. Before we dive in though, I want to, as always, give a huge shout out to my patrons, whose support helps keep the show going and of course advertisement free. You're all very much appreciated and a huge, huge thank you to every single one of you. And if you too want to support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com forward slash back to mono with many extra episodes of Mixology on 45 and other content there as well. But let's dig straight into it, shall we? With the opening cut on the album, the fantastic Don't Cry, No Fears, No Tears Coming Your Way. Now, if we're looking at the information panned left and right in the stereo field and where it is relative in the mono mix, the information in the right channel is mixed higher in mono. Certainly the treble in the mix allows the tambourine to stand out more, but the organ break is certainly louder in mono. Often, however, the left channel sits a bit lower in mono, and this is the one with the sitar present on it. What we'll do first is highlight the first chorus to first highlight the basic mix difference overall, starting in mono and moving into stereo. Then, as promised, we'll highlight the instrumental break, as while the balance generally continues the same, note how the organ here has been boosted up in mono, despite it being lower for the rest of the mix. Again, we'll start in mono. Into stereo. And at the end, we lovingly get a longer fade in mono. So naturally, we'll start with the stereo. Mono. Track two, The Visit, in brackets, She Was Here, is one where the mono gets a classic advantage in that the stereo pans the lead vocal over to the left, immediately lopsiding the stereo field. I also feel the vocal is treated to a hair more echo in the mono mix, and the drums crack out a little more in stereo, likely due to the crispiness enabled by the separation, and to be fair in this case, the digital source versus the analogue one. We'll start in mono, and move into stereo. She was there with me too. 
into stereo. I thought I heard her say she loved me as we walked. I also want to highlight one of the horn lines, as these, while not technically mixed too differently, feel a bit more mysterious in mono in a way I really appreciate. We'll hear the one at 1 minute 09, first in stereo, and then again in mono. And again in mono. Track three is then Weight of Your Words, and here's one where I feel like the mono is a perfectly balanced single channel version of the stereo mix, with elements such as the tambourine and cowbell standing out a little more in stereo due to the separation, but overall both mixes are fantastic. Let's highlight the difference, starting in mono and moving into stereo. The stereo. You look away, but I know what you see. The sound, if you like, in the left channel at 1 minute 02 is definitely louder in stereo. And while the vocal gets somewhat buried briefly in both mixes, it feels more attuned to the mix as a sound effect in mono while it sticks right out in stereo. This occurs again at 1 minute 44, but will only highlight the first occurrence. Mono first, then again in stereo. And again in stereo. This same part then plays into the fade, and the stereo has an extra beep audible in the left channel before the big build starts to fade. This may just be buried in the mono, but I wanted to highlight this regardless as the level in the mix also changes the feel of the fade. Stereo first, and then we'll have the whole thing again in mono. And again, in mono. Track three is I Wish You Could Be Here, written by Paul Simon and Bruce Woodley in fact. This has a very clear early difference, and that is the differing use of echo in the mix, whereby the mono has an extra echo on both tracks of vocals and the acoustic guitar, giving the mix a much snowier vibe. The stereo feels more classically folky by comparison. Stereo into mono. Looking from my window at the freshly fallen snow. Into mono. That sparkles as it tumbles. At 1 minute 23 we get a very different approach to the break here. The mono keeps the acoustic present under the held vocals, but then proceeds to edit out a couple of bars, keeping the flow from the held harmony into the next verse. While the stereo initially drops the acoustic under these held vocals, making this a cappella, before allowing the unedited performance to play. 
Also note how when the verse begins, the strings enter in a more dramatic way in mono, thanks to their side pan position stereo making them feel a little more lost. We'll hear this in the full length stereo first, and then the edited, but also not in certain parts, mono. I wish you could be And again in mono. I wish you could be here. I keep listening for your footsteps, or you keep turning the door. As for the fade, while the stereo only enters a hair later, the fade itself is longer in mono, feeling a little more suited to the breezy nature of the track. We'll feel this whole thing in the longer mono first, and then again in the slightly more abrupt feeling stereo. Again in stereo. The Bacharach David number It Doesn't Matter Anymore follows on, and overall, the mono here is a much more immediate mix, with the tambourine being especially more upfront and treats some extra echo for good measure. The stereo feels a little more like a mix that just sits there by comparison, but certainly isn't bad by any measure. Stereo into mono. It doesn't matter anymore. I know I took you back before, but I'm all through forgiving you. There must be someone who's gentle and kind. Into mono. And as for the fade, this reveals that the electric piano in the right channel may also be treated to extra echo in mono, or that it's treated some during the fade for a more dramatic and distant ending. We'll hear the fade in stereo first, and again in mono. And again in mono. Closing outside one is the sweet track Two Rooms, and this is one that's very close between its mixes, though I will say the chime of the glockenspiel is vastly louder in stereo. We'll start from the entry of the backing vocals, first with mono, and then in to stereo. In a room just like this, on the other side of town, sits a girl reading books. 
stereo. Side 2 opens up with the fantastic Our Love Affairs in Question, and for this track the stereo manages to up the ante by having a perfectly balanced mix that pushes the drums out a little more, adding a bit of edge to the track, which I absolutely love. Mono into stereo. One moment I do wish to highlight though is the instrumental break with the treated electric piano. This gets somewhat lost in the right hand channel in stereo while it rides high in mono, much like the instrumental solo on the first track on side one. Let's hear it in stereo first, then again in mono. Again in mono. Right now I am in danger of leaving you a stranger Up next is their cover of I'm Happy Just to Dance with You, and this track feels like a perfectly evenly balanced mix with only a minor textural difference between either, and that's being that the sitar feels a little more mixed in in mono, and some guitar elements may be a little wetter with reverb mono, though it's not definitively evident. Mono into stereo. Before this dance is through, I think I love you too. I'm so happy when you dance with me. next is Problem Child, and thankfully there's nothing to see here. We'll have a moment for posterity though, unfortunately. Mono into stereo. Into stereo. And despite wanting to move on from this track as quick as possible, we will highlight the final acoustic section very quickly, as there appears to be a stereo echo on the acoustic, which is more prominent than it is in mono. Stereo, then again in mono. And again in mono. 
Second to last track, the beautiful Please Don't Ever Leave Me, is one that, well, I feel it's worth noting that I've had to speed match a lot of these comparisons, allowing for the variance of my turntable. But this was the track I'd speed up the most so far, meaning there may be some credence to this that there's a difference in the mastering itself. Overall though, there's a Buddy Holly style hand clap in the left channel from about 24 seconds that is more noticeable in mono. At the same time, the harpsichord in the right channel is clearer in stereo. We'll start with the stereo and move to mono. Into mono. During the break, the stereo reintroduces the harpsichord halfway through, while in mono it keeps absent until the rest of the band re-enters. So let's hear this chunk in mono, then again in stereo. Again in stereo. In a similar move, the instrument that's panned over to the left in the verse after this sounds like a wind instrument or an organ, I'm not sure. It's kept out in mono, while it remains the entire time in stereo. We'll hear this whole section till it enters, in stereo first, and then again in mono. And again, in mono. Then, at the final outro, the mono fades the harpsichord down at first before slowly bringing it up for the end, while the stereo keeps up in the right channel. Again, stereo, then again in mono. And again in mono. And then closing out the album is I'm not sure what I want to do. Here, the mono is substantially sped up, even more so than Please Don't Ever Leave Me. This is one that it really is clear that this is mastering or mixing decision rather than one that's just evident from my turntable. I really enjoy the extra speed of the mono personally, but certainly there's something to be said for the slightly more natural speed of the stereo. Overall though, the mix itself is notably similar outside of this, though the balance is gently different, most notably on the right guitar, but again, I'll chalk this up to separation. Mono, 
into stereo. I'm not sure what I want to do. And finally, we get to end on a nice longer fade. This time in stereo, so of course, we'll start with the mono. Stereo. And as that track fades away there, we come to the end of another wonderful album right here on Mixology. I do enjoy covering these slightly random albums here every now and then, not only due to sometimes the lack of other mixes if you like, other than the basic mono and stereo of the album itself, but I feel it has a bit of a palette refresher for me, allowing me to move on to something more substantial afterwards. Substantial maybe meaning mix quantity wise or maybe just more notable as far as album goes But we'll see what comes up next in the list if you like However, if you want to help choose the next episode of Mixology Head on over to the patreon as I'll be putting out another call for album requests over on the graduate tier So keep an eye out for that if you're over there as always I want to give a huge thank you for listening to the show and a huge thank you to the patrons for your support if you want to get in contact with me about anything, you can do so at backtomonoradio at gmail.com. There's a link to that, as long as a few other bits and pieces, including my Instagram, down in the show notes. So I hope to hear from you at one of those specific locations. Outside of that, though, of course, remember, whoever you are and wherever you are, have a great, great day.